Hi, welcome back to Book Crawl. I was so excited for this that I started reading with the mindset of like taking mental notes of what I wanted to talk about. And it's actually making me read so much slower. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I'm not gonna do this. Um, so yeah, so I was trying to purposely find things that were like entertaining, um, but it was kind of screwing up the process for me. Like I really wasn't reading and I wasn't retaining the information. Like I would bookmark something because it made me kind of chuckle. But then when I would go and reread it, it was just so fucking stupid. Um, and after like two, three times, I was like, I am not, I'm not going to do this. Um, and I know like a well-made podcast is one that's like edited for the listeners, but I really don't think I should be listening back to what I record because when I did that for last week, my last episode, it was my first episode, my one and only, it made me super self-conscious and I heard myself swallowing a lot and then I started noticing how my mouth just produces so much saliva. I don't know if it's because like I became so aware of it or it felt like it was producing even more since I was so aware of it. Like it just felt like my mouth was overflowing with so much water, you know, like I don't know why I'm sounding like I'm chugging a gallon of water every time I'm starting a new sentence, but yeah, it made me a little uneasy. So I like the way I'm going to do it is like, I'm just going to have one go. If it goes well, nice. If it doesn't, I'm the only person that probably cares about this podcast. So I think I'll live. All right, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get right into it. Um, So Harry enters his senior year in high school, and him and his dad are talking about, like, what he should be doing afterwards because, like, you know, he's, like, not super smart, so going to college was, like, out of the question. Charles was like, why would you go if you're just going to, like, fail at everything? Like, don't waste my time. Um, And he he actually tells Harry, he, um, he was like, you're not... We, we all know like you're not the brightest one. And I think if you have like 10 kids, like that's fair. Like that's a lot to compete with. It's still like pretty mean, but you know, I think that's like, it's just, it's just back to the matter. But if you have like literally one other child and you tell them like you're not the brightest one, that it's like not exactly cryptic, you know? You're not like, you don't have to like think about it and be like, what did my dad mean about it? Um, I mean, that's just, like, not something you should be telling your kids, but whatever. That's, like, not even the worst thing that he's, like, done to them, so that did... Harry probably didn't even, like, talk to his therapist about it, like, that week, you know? But, yeah, it's it's true. Like, Harry's, like, not super smart, so, like, they... I imagine, like, they just, like, sat at their kitchen table. They, like, got out a piece of paper, and they were, like, let's think of all the things that, like, you can do that doesn't involve a lot of, like, thinking, they're like, yeah, they just like wrote everything down and they more or less like started paying mash with it. Um, they're just like canceling things out like for this and that reasons. And then somehow like Army's the last one standing. And like that's usually how dreams are made. Like if you think it's passion, like grow up. That's never the, that's never the case. So with his like future decided, he's like graduating. But like before they graduate, they have to participate in this uh, pl- at the end of year play. And then... He also, like, side note, apparently Charles is, like, Charles is this, like, big Shakespeare fan, which is, like, super interesting because I didn't necessarily think he was dumb, but I didn't think he would, like, read and, you know, like, you, 
also like Shakespeare, he's like really hard to read. Like I, I have no idea what the guy is saying. So, you know, like you have to like really think about it. Like what, what is he, what the hell is he saying? But um, yeah, I was like pretty impressed when I first learned this, that like Charles was like a huge fan. Apparently he can like quote lines uh, from a lot of his plays at the drop of a hat, but I quickly remember like he doesn't have a day job. So, I mean, he's got some time on his hands. Um, so when he goes to go see Harry, he's apparently laughing at like all the wrong parts. Like, um, and Harry says that he doesn't think Charles is trying to be a dick about it. He just find, found like the odd things funny. Um, and I guess it makes kind of, sense like Charles doesn't really strike me as someone that like you know you have a conversation with and you're like oh yeah like our humor matches like this is a fun time like I, I think like if he were if he had an office job like you talk to him and then like as soon as you're walking away you're like what the fuck did that guy just say you know like you, what a weirdo um but yeah he so he goes to the play he like laughs at all the wrong parts Harry's like mm, he's kind of a like, he's not trying to be a dick, but, like, you know, he knows when he's supposed to laugh and not laugh, but, like, he decided to do it anyway, but whatever. Harry's got, like, bigger beef with him, you know? Um, so he graduates in 2003, and a teacher said that he cheated on an assignment, but was soon after, like, oh, never mind, you're good, you're good. But then, like, by the time they wanted to, like, smooth things over, the media got a hold of it and was, like harping on the fact that like Prince Thicko cheated his way like through high school and even though the teacher was like no 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 like you're fine the newspaper like they you know they, they ran a mile with it so Harry's annoyed yet again he's like so sick of everything he wants to leave and find some peace he wants to do like an eat pray love thing but like make it manly so if you want to make anything manly just go to Australia so he went to a farm there. It's like owned by um, a family friend of his mom's. And he goes and like helps them run the farm with like their two oldest sons. Um, he's like waking up at the ass crack of dawn, herding cattle, sheep, and like doing all these like gross shit. Like, um, ch like trying to chop off the balls of like a cow or something. Which I don't know like why the hell anyone would need to do that. But whatever. I'm like not curious enough to like look it up. And then, like, um, this chapter really emphasized on the fact that this dude loves nature. He loves he loves animals. The way he talks about animals, I'm just like, you need to, like, it's weird. He, like, describes their, like, eyes. I don't, I don't think I've ever made eye contact with another, like, like, an animal that's, like, not a dog or, like, a cat, you know? Like, Actually, no, I did make eye contact with um, a cockroach I found in my apartment, like, and I'm pretty sure, like, he won that. Besides the point, he, so he loves animals, loves nature, and this dude loves stars, too. Like, he talks about it every chance he gets. And he, like, talks about, like, the Orion Spell, Big Dipper, Little, Little Dipper, um, but I think those are, like, the only three he knows because... There have been several times where he's mentioned, like, you know, he looked up the stars. They're, like, so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But, like, those are only three that he mentions. Like, there are a bajillion stars out there, and he only looks at the same 12. But, I mean, whatever. He loves those, right? Um, and then he's, like, really content there. Like, there are no paparazzi. He's, like, being super active, getting out of his head, and, like, 
um, really leaning into it. He says he even got like uh, like a cowboy drawl or something, the way he would like talk and they were saying he sounded less Brit. He loved it. Uh, but then the paparazzi found him out. So he dips and he goes to Africa again. Usually he goes to Botswana. That's where his favorite couple, Mike and Tej, live. But he went to Lesotho. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, but it's the same town. Princess Diana did her work with AIDS, but when he went, it was with HIV. About a quarter of all adults there had it or something. Some crazy stat. So he went to help, and that was when he granted his first interview with a reporter. Um, and, you know, they, like, did the basic niceties, like, the courtesies, talked about the cause, like, how he's doing, um, what he wants to get out of this. And then after, like, the common common courtesy questions, he gets into juicy stuff. Like, he's like, so how's your drug addiction going? Like, how was your time in rehab? Mm, you, You partying much out here? Wink, wink, you know? And, like, Harry almost loses shit. He doesn't in the interview, But, like, in the book, he talks about, like, how annoyed he was and, like, how unfair because, you know, there's, like, no normalcy for him. Um, And then, like, yeah, I get that. But on the other hand, like, not to flip teams here, but, like, as an audience, if if I saw that, like, a reporter was interviewing someone that I was, like, inhaling scandals about recently and they didn't bring any of that up, I, like, that's on the reporter. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have a job to do, but you also have a job to do you know what I mean like give me like real substance like the juice um so I don't blame him um but you know like Harry's like oh my personal life and then he so he like dips again he goes to Botswana seeks refuge in like that couple that he loves so much and he just wants to like go out and have a good time and then he remembers that he has a number of a girl that actually lives in Africa. Um, they like linked, they like, me- they met a few years ago back in London. And um, he was like, let me just hit her up and see if she's still available. First of all, like that is such a fuckboy move. Like if anyone called me and was like, hey, like I'm in town. Like, do you want to hang out like tonight? I'm just like, wh- who do you think I am? Okay, but if he was a prince though, I feel like I would, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I recently got a text from someone that I knew, like, years ago. And he's like, hey, like, just thought of you. Hope you're doing well. Like, dude, you thought of me? Like, don't. You know? It's just so... It's, like, not... It's it's rude. Anyway, so he calls her and he's like, hey, I know it's, like, weird. We haven't spoken, but this is... Now I'm wondering, like, if he if he introduces himself as Harry or Prince Harry. Because if I got a call from someone who introduced himself as a prince, I'm definitely thinking it's a scam. He needs my bank account to park his $2 million for, like, a week. And then, like, quote-unquote. Um, but then, like, if he's just like, hey, this is Harry, it could literally be anyone. Like, fuck off. It's the wrong number, you know? Um... But Chelsea, yeah, the girl ends up being Chelsea, the notorious Chelsea that, you know, he was, like, on and off for for many years. The girl that, like, every girl wished she was. Like, I had, like, I have Asian black hair, and I was, like, praying to God that, like, the next day I would wake up with blonde hair and look just like Chelsea, and maybe, like, I would have a chance with Prince Harry. But no need to go down that road. Um, That's, like, not even the worst of it, if you can believe it. Um... 
So they hang out for like several days. He's like, hey, come out. And then like she doesn't end up going home for like uh, a week or something. Um, personally, that sounds like love bombing, but that's neither here nor there. But I feel like the main takeaway from this story is like start picking up your spam calls. Like you don't know who's going to be on the other line. Even if it's like someone that's like yelling at you in Chinese because it's like a spam call from like a sweatshop factory. Just pick just pick them up. And then after like so him and Chelsea, they establish their in a relationship. He goes back to London and one of Will's friends is throwing a theme party. Um, they call it a theme party, but what they really mean is a costume party because the theme is just wearing the most ridiculous thing you can find. Like, that's not a theme. That's a costume. Like, a theme is, like, like you know, the Roaring Twenties and everyone dresses the same. Like, th- there is no theme to just finding the most ridiculous thing. That's a costume party. I mean, it's just... Whatever. I have a lot of issues with this ghostwriter, but I'm not even going to get started. But this is what leads to the whole, like, Nazi costume ordeal, right? Like, um, if they were having a World War, like... Um, theme party, then, like, yeah, okay. But then, like, he wouldn't be the only one dressed as that. But I don't know, like, under what circumstance someone would throw, like, that kind of theme party. All right, I'm, yeah, I'm going to drop it. I'm moving on. Um, But to go back a little bit, Harry did... Where is Harry right now? Harry is not at his regular castle, He's at his, like, second or third castle. Like, it sounds so dumb, but, like, it was either his, like, dad's castle or, like, you know, a castle that he doesn't usually stay at, right? So he doesn't have his, like, regular clothes there, which um, I feel like if you have, like, more than one castle, then you probably have, like, a good amount of clothes at these said, like, second or third castles. But, you know, what do I know? So he was just like, oh, like, my cute clothes aren't here. I have nothing to wear, you know? And so Will and Kate are like, you know what? Like, just go and, like, find something. Um, I'm sure you can find something ridiculous. So he goes to the neighborhood thrift store, the neighborhood being where his castle is, um, which, I mean... Call me crazy, but I feel like a castle and a thrift store is just like slightly different demographic, but whatever. He said it was in his neighborhood and he goes and he narrows it down to like two outfits. One is like an aviator flight thing and then like another is like the Nazi costume. I mean, obviously crossroads. So he calls Will and Kate and they're both really pushing him on the Nazi one. Um, they're like, it's going to be hilarious when you come in, you should do like how Harry, like, trust me, it's going to be like the best thing. And, um, Harry being like, oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. That's what I thought. So too. Um, he went with it. Also side note, like apparently Will's costume was like a tight cat suit. Like I kind of want to see it, but I don't, but I kind of really do. Um, I don't understand, like, who ran Will's press office. Like, because he kept everything so tight. There was not a single peep. Like, you're telling me this man was running around in a leotard with um, with a furry paws and a little tail. And there, was, there were no paps. Like, there, there's not a single picture. Like, I can't find... There's nothing on the internet. Like, the, his press office is, like, doing work. And also, like, the newspapers, his his face, like, even when he's, like, balding or, like, cheated on Kate, like, 
or his head is now just mysteriously transforming into the shape of a squash but like no one's gonna say anything like all the newspapers they, they they don't see this i mean i don't understand like what the press office is doing to the media but like they are keeping that shit tight for will it's a little unfair like it's so like the the grounds like the playing grounds are so uneven between William and Harry. But I mean, obviously it goes back to the fact that like Harry's a spare, William's the heir, like, ugh. okay, moving on. So there are obviously pictures like leaked of Harry wearing that Nazi uniform. Everyone's freaking out. And he's like, I promise I'm not a racist. I'm just fucking stupid, which is a little bit better, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, like, newspapers, this is, they're just like, oh, my God, like, this is my day to shine. They're having the time of their life. Like, you know, I'm sure, like, these photographers, like, they got so rich from this photo. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I saw, if I saw a little prince wearing something so heinous, trust me, that is, like, I'm retiring tomorrow. Um, I do remember seeing the picture when I was, like, in high school I think I was like too young to I, I was pretty shocked because I was like I like that was like so that that sign was like so long ago like why is he doing that um the fact that like someone can just be like st- that stupid was beyond me because I had Asian parents and I wasn't able to you know I didn't have the luxury of making like dumbass mistakes like that but I did I do remember um being really shocked at how red his cheeks were yeah I mean I'm not I'm not white, but, like, if someone caught me in a situation like that, yeah, I'd be, my face would be, like, fucking red, too. Um, and then he goes to, like, the, I don't know what it's called, but, but like, the rabbi, right, and to tone his sins, everything kind of, like, goes hush-hush after a while, and then he goes to the army, um, he says he's, he liked it because everyone's being treated the same, they wake up, again, at the ass crack of dawn, he, like, loves it when, whenever, like, he's in, um, he has to wake up like super early and like punishes his body or something because like he he's, he like loves the army he loves it when he was on a farm like this guy really hates sleeping he's yeah he's got demons that he's running away from um but then there's this training that he talks about they start walking on a friday they're pretty much walking all weekend and it was raining the entire time and he gets this thing um called trench foot and it's apparently this thing where like the bottom layers of your feet just start peeling off and it's extremely painful yeah i can imagine it's like horrible the ambulance comes to like take him away but like just as like he's about to get whisked away the sergeant tells him you know you have only oh he says you have only 68 miles only right he's like i think you can finish the the entire thing um and Harry's like, yeah, I respect that. Like, I'm going to finish this thing. So he just like bandages it up and finishes it with the entire, I don't know, what do you call it? Like cadet class, training buddies, mates, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really do respect him for that because if someone had the balls to ask me to walk like a mile, if I had a blister on my foot, like I feel like I would, yeah, I'd be throwing hands for sure. So that's very... Um, respectable how many more times can I say respect okay stop all right now we're entering into part two um and there's like this little picture of him wearing his uniform and saluting I'm assuming it's to mark this 
start of his army era. Um, it's so cute because, like, he's so proud of it, you know? And also, they, like, salute weird. Like, you know how in the States you salute with your palm facing downwards? They salute um, with their palms facing outwards away from your face. And, yeah, it just looks like he's, like, waving high. So in 2007, he gets scheduled to get deployed to Iraq. And he's really excited. This is what he's been training for. Um, he's so excited to see combat. But once again, the media like royally screws him over. They're just incessantly reporting on it. And the bad guys in Iraq, like they see this and they know that he's going to be coming. So they're like, we're going to kill your guy. Um, they're like weirdly poetic about it. They say something like his his blood, his royal blood will fill our rivers or they don't have rivers there. Um, yeah, they were like, his royal blood will fill like spill into our desert or like something beautiful like that but obviously so scary um so they pulled him out and he wasn't able to go anymore and of course like he was so bummed out he was really disappointed like this is like the thing that he's been training for and looking forward to for so long and he can't go because you know he's obviously a huge target so he goes out, he needs to like decompress. He's like really upset about everything. He's going out every night, getting shwasted with his friends. And then like the reporters, they pick up on this and they're pretty much out with him too, like almost every night and being super belligerent. They're like trying to push him. He says like, you know, a couple of them, they're just like waiting for him to um, attack them back so that they can sue and get their payday, which obviously like, is not very nice, but for a lot of the people that are doing these like photography jobs, um, yeah, I mean, that's a really easy way to get a whole shit ton of money. So I don't blame them. So him and his handler, they were like, what they, they strategize a way to like, um, meet at the back of the club every time, like he's ready to go and they're going to just throw him in the trunk so that he's out of sight until they get into the castle which is like so bizarre to me because I'm thinking like after a few shots you know and like if you're if you're in the back of a trunk I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster you would probably just throw up all over yourself it's disgusting like you're probably like so nauseous but I think that's just to say like how far he would go to get out of like the press's hand it's so funny like not going out and just drinking in your own castle was like totally out of the question like Queen Elizabeth, she's, like, so deaf, and, like, the entire castle is so big. You can probably pay, play, like, such loud music in, like, your wing of the castle, and no one would even hear, but, yeah, no, he, his ass gotta go out, so he went. Um, all right, I can feel my mouth getting dry again, and I can feel, and I can hear myself, like, swallowing, so I'm getting really self-conscious about this, so I'm gonna end today's episode here. I, this is like a really abrupt ending. I'm sure like all of you guys are so disappointed. But I'm, yeah, I'll just do a better job planning at like how I'm going to be ending these going forward. But that's it for this week. I feel like nothing super juicy happened. Ugh. It's okay. We have, we have a whole 200 more pages left. Fret not. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.